Hey, AGs, are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home, just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villa Rosa. Introducing Home Threads, where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this. Chic furniture, one could even say chic c'est la vie, that mirrors the elegance of your favorite housewives' mansions. With exclusive designer collections and a curated selection, HomeThreads.com has everything you need to make your space as fabulous as the housewives themselves and always at the best value. Unlike Joe Gorka's initial attempts at windows, perhaps. Now, I have to tell you, I know that Padma is no longer on Top Chef, and may her memory be a blessing, but nothing has made me feel better prepared to host future seasons and potentially even iterations of Top Chef Upper East Side Edition than the Henkel's clad 10-piece stainless steel cookware set in silver that I got along with a two-piece stainless steel ceramic nonstick fry set from Zwilling thanks to Home Threads. It makes me feel like I am finally ready to be a top chef one egg over easy at a time. They're gorgeous. They look great in the apartment. For someone like me who lives in New York City which with a very small space, what I have in my kitchen is important because guests who come to visit me see it. And I'm so, so thankful to have discovered Home Threads because now I feel fully prepared to make eggs a la Francais. Head over to HomeThreads.com today and live your best Real Housewives life. Go to HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls and get a code for 15% off your first order. Again, that's HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls for a 15% off code off your first order. HomeThreads, love where you live. You can call me the queen, but I prefer a text. (laughs) Okay, this is a Marlo pitch. They say the juiciest peach is the one you let fully ripen. Oh my God. Ooh. Okay. Sexual. (laughs) Diamonds aren't a girl's best friend. Archie Bedore is. <laughs> Gotta get those heartstrings going. Um, I love that I was like, money? money thing? Uh, you guys, it's Andy's Girls. It's episode 261. And I'm so excited to have back two of my favorite people. And not just because they both attended Andy's Girls oh Live. God, loved um, it. <laughs> loved it. Loved seeing you there. Loved, ex- loved experiencing it all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know them as the hosts of the amazing podcast, Come Through Queen. Welcome back to the People's People's Pout. <laughs> oh my god kangaroo couch kangaroo court maybe dan calabrese and brendan davis Ooh, how are we god, thank you great thank you for having us back oh my god first off i have to tell you i'm a little out of it mm. as you can even though i look like a goddess yes, yes always use. always always thank you so much nice In painted walls hoodie. by the way Thank you for noticing. Can I please tell you my apartment got painted, as you all know, Mm. for the first time in well over well over a decade. Wow! And part of the cloth fest 
is arriving this week. I have like a whole build out arriving for my second bedroom. And I just want to make sure that you guys know that there's nothing good in there. So if you are thinking oh, of pulling no. a Dorit part three, I just want to let you guys know in advance. It's just full of shit. There's just look at what I'm wearing now. Oh, much no. like Kathy Hilton. There's maybe a silver shell in there. But like maybe I'm going to post it on social. Maybe I'm not. I'm not quite sure how that's going to oh, work. Wow. But Thank you for acknowledging the painted walls, but I do have to say that I am uh, a little upset. I'm a little, I'm a little angry. I'm a little mad because I did take an accidental nap. Oh, oh wow! And it was like an hour, hour and a half, and I am very disoriented. I've been awake. F- <laughs> we're recording this Monday night. I have been awake for the last several hours, but like I'm very upset about it. I walk don't us, understand what my surroundings are. Walk us through. Like you just don't nap at all. I don't nap. I refuse to nap. Mm. I'm, in fact, actually technically an adult. And as such, (laughs) no, I don't. I know that napping, listen, Dorinda dies for her disco disco nap every afternoon at four. And I love that journey for her, (laughs) but I can't do it. I I don't know if it's a control thing or whatever, but I have a new member of the family of the Gallup household. Yeah. PK, my new betta fish. Mm-hmm. We had, we've been through it with some stress. He has been alive in my, you know, under my tutelage or whatever for eight days. Not that I'm counting. <laughs> and he was at one point accidentally poisoned. Was not oh my, my God. fault. What the fuck? <laughs> I called friend of the pod Ryan Hulan oh, wow. screaming. And I put Ryan on FaceTime and made Ryan watch PK seemingly die while I was screaming because I could see the inside of him. Oh, wow. The inside of PK. That's very My much little... like when Bethany put the world through yes. a cookie to boo-boo cookie. having yeah. a seizure. Oh, wow. I remember, I remember where I was. <laughs> I mean, I remember where I was during that because my soul curdled. And I said to Ryan, like, this isn't good, right? And Ryan was like, no, it's definitely not good. And I called Petco and Petco was like, yeah, we'll give you a refund. And I was like, I don't, I want you to save my son's life. I don't want a refund. You can't refund a soul, actually. Yeah. I, you can't um have you guys like not watched beverly hills pk is so important also in social media like pk galley pk the fish is i mean my god mm-hmm. priceless mm. uh, unless you're a robber and then apparently there is a price yeah. but wow. i um so i realized it was actually i think he had some sort of reaction uh to the dosage of the cleaning yada the yada dos- so the dosage <laughs> the dosage now who Gave him that dose. I'm not sure. Mm. We are. There's an investigation that's wow. ongoing. But anyway, as a, so he, I'm looking at him now. Um, he's doing great. He's fighting with himself. He's being a little sassafras. Love of my life, PK Galley. And but as a result, because his water is supposed to be temperate, mm. I have closed all the windows in my apartment. <laughs> And I'm not allowing myself air conditioning because I want to try to make him as comfortable as possible. Wow. Putting the fish first. (laughs) Putting the fish first. But I think because the climate in my bedroom is now like a little tropical, I (laughs) I think I like it wasn't passing out, but I do think I lulled myself into a slumber. And like, is he worth? Yes, he's worth it. But I do now have a little bit of the AC on so that I don't maybe die. Yeah. Okay. You know, for the yeah. best. 
So this is a, a fun, short way of saying I've really been through it today. And as we know, Archie went missing last night. Mm. I know. And like thinking about your fish trauma and your former fish was named Archie. It's yeah. like, Archie, but our galley, it's all may really his wrapping. memory be a blessing. I know. I, I've been through what Shannon went through last night. When I was <gasps> a child, we lost our dear, beloved Yellow Lab Jackie for five days, but we found her at the pounds after oh. five days. So I felt for Shannon. I actually really did feel sad about, because she was like, speaking of trauma, which has been a big buzzword between Lisa Barlow and then also uh, Mm. uh, Jamie Lee Lee Curtis recently. I I felt that trauma. Mm. Wait, what was the Jamie Lee Curtis trauma? That's her talking. The trauma of filming a bad movie? No, no, no. It's the talking point of the the two most recent Halloween movies. She's like, because you know, whenever they do like uh, talk show appearances, they essentially have like, what they're going to say about yeah. their project. And yeah. her her talking point is, this is a film about trauma, a study in trauma, generational <laughs> trauma. Rich Jezwiak like- posted like the amazing <laughs> compilation of her just saying trauma, trauma, trauma over yeah. and over on all her appearances. Yeah, It was like when um, Lady Gaga was going around and saying there's a hundred people in the room. Yes. And you just need oh. one. Yeah. Oh my God, I need to see it. Sidebar. Have you seen? I need to see that compilation, but also, have you watched the movie? Of we course. Saw it together. We saw it together last weekend. No. Did you go in a theater? Yeah. Or did you watch it yeah. home? We went, we went, we to, went to Fort Lee, New Jersey. Why? Because our oh. friends lived there. And we yeah. Went to baby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was mainly because we wanted to see our friend's baby again, and yeah. that was just nearby. Yeah. 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 Oh my god. So no, but it was actually an oh amazing god. experience because. I, I've not been to a theater like this. I, you you may have been to Alamo where they're like very comfy seats. Like oh yeah, that's the, for fancy the table. people. Though. I don't yeah. have that kind of cash. But yeah, but this was like Alamo to the next level with like pods that Your you could pods. practically lay down in and watch the movie. So we kind of took over the whole theater. There was like us and maybe like eight other people in the theater. <laughs> we were giving, when um, uh, Kyle Rich's name appeared in the title card, we were <gasps> applauding, standing yes. ovation. When she first appeared on screen, we were applauding, standing ovation. She is the best part of that film, eh? Yeah, she is. Wait, but like, is she really? No, uh, she's actually- One of the best, at least. <laughs> Dance face, and you guys It looked like you froze. Your face like, looked like, well, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, Brendan, tell me more. And tell me kind more. of the ending is like kind of set up for like, she could be a bigger part of the next movie because it's like a trilogy. Mm. So she's still around. Spoiler alert. Sorry, Andy's girls. <laughs> the girls. Sorry to the girls. Sorry to the girls. Um, yeah, but I think she could be a bigger part of the next movie. Well, she's confirmed to be returning to the to the third uh, installment. Yeah, and she could be a ghost. Uh, well, she could, yeah. She's but she's still alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So for someone like moi, mm. who yesterday, in honor of Halloween, spent. You know, people watch scary movies and I Wikipedia them. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, let me I like went through a list of like the best movies, scary movies to watch on Netflix. And I just Wikipedia the plots because I don't have the capacity. Oh, you would hate it to be frightened. Yeah. You would hate it. But it's, maybe I should watch it. It's is it really scary? It's, it's gory. It's, it's not gory. scary. It's gory. I'm OK with gore. I don't like to be frightened. It's not. Like, no, I'm I, the opposite. Yeah. I prefer to be frightened than the gore. By gore, you mean... It's like there's like, like a lot of like, like eye gouging. Like eye gouging, like, bah, like 
a lot of like slicing and dicing. Like I can see eyes yes, are yes, no yes. longer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Dan's mm-hmm. husband actually suggested that if you are a glasses wearer, take your glasses off during those scenes so it'll be like blurry. Yeah. So is that what happens when you don't have a great script that you're like, oh, and then somebody's eye falls out? Like what? I think they just lost control. Like the the prior movie was a little bit more serious and less campy, le- mm-hmm. less less mm-hmm. gore and violence for the sake of it. There was a yeah. there was more of a point to the 2018 Halloween. This yeah. one is just kind of goes really crazy and the town is acting in a way that does not make a ton of sense. <laughs> yeah, they decided to, they saw um, the Met Gala in 2019 and they decided to scare, or, or look camp right in the eye. Yes, they did. <laughs> and, and gouge the, the eye. And gouge the eye. Can I ask a question? Because I haven't seen the original, but I do one day plan to Wikipedia okay. it. So I know that she was like a babysitter, blah, blah, yep. blah. And I think like Kyle was one of the kids or whatever. Yep. Yeah. So is is it all happening in this one like Woodsboro-esque town yes. or has she moved? Why doesn't she move? Exactly. Well, he... exactly. Interesting. <laughs> Interestingly enough, the original film from 1978 splits off into different timelines that mm-hmm. for the movies that have been released thus far and in Halloween H2O which was released in 1998 20 years after Halloween water? Eight, yeah, water. <laughs> It's the the 20th anniversary of Halloween. Yeah. I know. And then he taps into the public water system. (laughs) No, she moves away in that one and actually changes her name and has Josh Hartnett as her son. Hottie. And and Michelle Williams as her son's girlfriend. Yeah. Wait, Michelle Williams of Prestige Movie Maker? Yes. And also Justin's Creed? Yes. Yes. Wow. But that, but the, so the current iteration disregards that timeline and she's never, she's like lived on the outskirts of town in the movie, but never Mm. really fully left. Yeah. I mean, maybe she should leave. I know it's wild, but it's, it's, it's a film about trauma. It's a a study. (laughs) Like she says, it's a study in trauma. I say it's a study in people making the wrong decisions. Bad decisions. But that's kind of all horror movies. That is all horror movies, which I was telling Dan about on uh, Saturday night. Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do have to say, and I don't know if this is a spoiler alert, but for anyone who hasn't seen Squid Games, like the games aren't great, Mm. but like I fucking loved Squid Games, which I know was like maybe a little gory is like maybe an understatement, but like I fucking, I've watched it twice all the way through. I loved, I thought it was really interesting and like a, not thrilling, Mm. but like really, I thought it was really, really well done Mm -hmm. and uh, beautifully shot and uh, directed. And, and so that's not that. I don't know if that's considered scary. That's not really scary. If you could handle the gore in squid game, this is probably like a few degrees gorier, but not too off base. I, I, like if you could handle squid game, I think you can handle this. Well, I'm so excited that Kyle didn't fuck it up. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's great. Good for her. No, I mean, I, 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 for some reason, I'm really into Kyle Richards' movie star and the way, and also like mm. the way that like Jamie Lee Curtis appreciates mm. Kyle Richards. I like mm-hmm. for some reason really like, and I'm not a Kyle stan, yeah. but like for some reason, I really like that. No, I was vehemently anti-Kyle for years and years, and now mm. I want to like throw a parade for her. I'm yeah, so yeah, happy yeah. for her. 
We're walking I'm down Fifth Avenue with Kyle. The Kyle proud of her. And what what do you think led to that kind of change, that transition in you? She broke me down. <laughs> <laughs> Was it like during a certain scuffle? Okay. Or I th- Kim just became so sad that you sort of understood what Kyle has survived. Oh, that was terrible. Oh. But like a little bit like, yeah, she's really dealt with a lot. So I just think like I didn't love the version of her that was under LVP's thumb. Mm-hmm. And then that first season without LVP, I thought she was trying things out that didn't really work for her character. And, mm-hmm. and we hated her going... <laughs> At that time, we hated her going, like, outside of Sir and saying, like, goodbye, Kyle. Like, that thing that she tried to do mm. on, like, like TikTok and Instagram. But I think she's, like, like a Pokemon. She's, like, reached another level. You <laughs> yeah, know what I evolved. mean? she evolved. Yeah. <laughs> like, Wendy Osefo said, like, we all need to evolve. And Kyle yeah, exactly, has evolved. Yeah. It's a movie yeah. actress. Mm-hmm. Kyle is now a spiritual three-wick candle, yeah. and yes. we love that journey for her. A little diamond. Do diamonds have a smell? No, they don't. But I, like I, a diamond-scented candle. <laughs> I should. <laughs> and again, guys, they're not real. Don't oh. don't come to my apartment. Um, <laughs> this this new fear in you is wild. I know. <laughs> I really thought about it. I was like, so does this mean I like can't post the rendering mm. or like what? <laughs> Um, but anyway, I think, you know, for whatever reason, I'm not seen as being on Dorit's level. Yeah. Uh, I'm hopefully I'm going to I'm going to be a little sneaky with my <laughs> um, enormous credit card debt. Um, listen, I, there's so much for us to discuss. I mean, I know this is an odd transition, but since we're talking about money, mm-hmm. I do think we should maybe talk a little bit about the huge fucking announcement that came out today, which oh, yeah. is Bravo's. First ever international franchise coming from the network, being produced right. and aired by the network, which is different from the licensing of other international shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to Dubai, the newest franchise in 2022, reportedly with Caroline Stanberry at the center and mm-hmm. a bunch of other fucking wealthy uh, folks. What are your thoughts? What was your reaction to it? Um. Uh- as somebody who Ladies of London, I loved so much, mm. and I am looking forward to this franchise. But I recently did a rewatch of Ladies of London, and I'm not trying to be negative here, but I actually like. No, I know what you're gonna say. Of, I know what you're gonna of say. the people from Ladies of London, I would love to move on with Caroline Sanberry. Actually, isn't the one mm. because by the end of the franchise, she actually became like the curmudgeon who didn't want to be there. Whereas I want to follow like the other players. I would love to follow her sister in law not her sister in law. It's her Sophie. Yeah, Sophie. Yeah, her former sister. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With the great hair. Or like even great um hair. Marissa. Marissa, who oh. is like good friends with Crystal. Like I mm-hmm. would love to follow like really any of them, but mm. I'll watch, of course. Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. Uh yeah, Dan, tell me. Yeah, I I would have been more excited, I think, for another U.S. city, not that like the United States is the center of the world and like all Housewives shows need to be here, but like we already have international versions. And I kind of think people have been hoping for a Midwest, mm-hmm. like a Chicago mm-hmm. moment. I would have personally loved a Boston moment. Boston, mm-hmm. like you know, I feel that you know, yeah, I do. yeah. 
I mean, you're a New England gal, so. New England gal, New England vibe. I don't think we could have handled it. I don't <laughs> think that Boston would have carried. I really yeah. don't. I think that the Boston version of wealth is like a little tedious. Mm-hmm. And that's because they're good people in Boston. <laughs> I'm not, I think that's a benefit to Boston that I don't think it would be a good idea. I mean, like, I would have loved it. If John Kerry was out of politics and we got a Teresa Hines Kerry holding oh center big mm. bean, maybe yeah. that would work. But yeah. I think something interesting about the Dubai selection, it is actually the perfect intersection of uh, international housewives and U.S. housewives. Because famously, Beverly Hills and Melbourne filmed a vacation there at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like there, I think there was a run-in between the cast or something that didn't yes. go well. So, oh, I don't remember it. Not wasn't it with like LVP and somebody? Uh, yeah. Was it LVP and the law, the the lawyer, the barrister? Yeah, I'm not sure. Forgot? Gina Liano, I want to say, I forget. Um, you know, I think that there's been a little bit of pushback to the Dubai of it all. Obviously, everyone is losing their minds, uh, myself included. And the idea of Caroline coming back mm-hmm. is, um, enormously exciting to people, myself included. Although I do have to say that Brendan just. I think that there has been a little bit of a rewrite on Caroline Mm. where people Mm -hmm. loved her on ladies of London, but I think people are thinking she's more of like a protagonist than she actually is. Like she's something she's a great, she's perfect for Bravo. She's a fantastic reality TV star. She's always traveling. Her life is super interesting. Now she's getting fucking married again. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot going on. And I love her. I just think that people are thinking she's going to be like maybe the hero of the franchise in a way that I, I'm a little confused by. And she was never the hero. I mean, she was like. She was never the hero she of Ladies was, of London. She was kind of the LVP of Ladies yeah. of London. Like she had that energy where she was kind of critical of everyone and like kind of. I don't want to say bully i want to say but like would have like fun with like poking at people Mm. which like you need that person in the mix but they're not going to be the person who like is the main star at all um i'm excited at the thought of her getting married and i heard that like her getting married would bring people like Juliet Angus into the yeah. mix again and like other mm-hmm. folks from Lady of, Ladies of London, which I love the crossover moment. And we'll speak on more crossover moments with Bershawn popping up in Potomac this week. <laughs> oh like God. so psycho. But like, I always love a moment like that. But uh, yeah, I, I, I will be watching and I will be talking about it, obviously. Mm. I also did a little bit of research on Dubai, knowing... You know, there's some stuff there, yeah. and there's some stuff everywhere. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's I mean, some extra stuff there. I don't know. There, I don't know how that's gonna go. There's the that of it all, which like I don't even like know the ins and outs of like the politics yeah. there and like all of that. Yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. I have no idea how we're going to be talking about it. It was interesting to watch Andy Cohen on the Today Show, like introducing it and like mm-hmm. so wild I, and it's also like for me the way housewives have been talked about it's for me interesting that we're introducing what another city and it's a international city mm-hmm. whereas mm-hmm. like at this point in the housewives lexicon we're getting like books written about like the like the history of housewives so like mm-hmm. it will be so interesting to see just like the next couple of years of like what we're going to go through in housewives worlds you know mm. 
do you think it's do you think the timing doesn't necessarily were that we're like sort of too late in the chapters for a new franchise or does it the the idea of thinking about the history of housewives with the timing of this announcement do you no, think it lands I think it's I think it's opposite I think it's like we're in a new era oh, of housewives great. like oh got it got it like, got it with Potomac being as good as it is right now mm-hmm. and like we're seeing like Salt Lake is like getting up there like I feel like we're new era we we're figuring out like where we are like we maybe don't need Dallas right now that's okay Miami's being rebooted it's we're figuring mm-hmm. out like as an audience what we need mm. and I think that's like an interesting space to be I also think there's definitely going to be some tension when it comes to like Peacock exclusive franchises and then franchises that air on TV. Mm -hmm. And I would love to explore that because there's nothing better than hearing about a little bit of a rivalry between different wives on different cities. And the best way to do that is to say, you're just on the app, Mm -hmm. you know, like I think that that could be because the women on Miami are historically a little, um, uh, communicative Mm. so i think this could be fascinating just even to watch the press for it yeah well especially because peacock isn't like an hbo max where it's really not it's not it's it's not a destination at all although kyle richards Mm -hmm. is doing her damnedest to make it one with four shows four shows on peacock (laughs) i have never actually seen i don't think a lifetime movie. I do remember when I was younger seeing Kirsten Dunst in like 16 and Pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I was like around that age maybe during that time. Like I remember seeing some sort of like lifetime movie about a pregnancy during high school thing. But I've never seen like the other lifetime movies for women, which I know is different from what she's doing. I've also never seen a Christmas lifetime movie because, mm-hmm. you know sad Jew on I'm not necessarily the demographic but I I guess it'll be my first of both because it's it's not like a lifetime what? why am I thinking it's like lifetime television because for I, women because I think they, Hallmark was the the first one that really did the oh that's Christmas movies and then lifetime was like oh let's get in on this too and then they've yeah. kind of both been doing that for a number of now years everyone's now. doing it. Like I watched, like there were a bunch of gay ones last year that I watched. Like mm-hmm. there was one with like Fran, Dre- Fran Drescher as a mom, and like that I enjoyed. But I mean, even the Hulu one, uh, what was it called? Uh, Happiest. Season. Oh, I did watch Happiest that one. Season. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. So everyone's getting in there. And well, I'm that's a more elevated, but yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that like felt like a. That had like a real movie mm-hmm. vibe. Yeah, yeah it definitely. didn't feel like a made-for-TV yeah. kind of thing. Which maybe you want, maybe you don't. Maybe you want to feel like it's cheap and whatever. Yeah, you know. But I think to your point about like how Peacock will become like this like sticking point as far as like there's different mm. like you're up here, I'm down here <laughs> things. Mm. Uh, I think that is what Dan alluded to in Dubai when Melbourne met Beverly yeah. Hills. That kind of thing probably happened. It was yeah like, for Beverly sure. Hills, Girls were probably like, we're on Bravo, and you're you're on what? <laughs> I mean, I think that there were probably elements of that at Andy's baby shower too, yeah. with like the newer franchises or newer housewives being like, "Hi, we're here too." Oh, for sure. Um, but maybe that was a little bit more of like, "I'm such a fan" kind of energy, which 
can be good or bad, but if there is a transition taking place generationally mm-hmm. within Housewives, look at how fucking well Salt Lake City is doing and some of these older franchises are lagging a little bit. It could create an interesting power dynamic where some of these newer ones end up having a little bit more value to to viewers than some of the OG cities, if not people. Well, well it's probably ooh, it's probably yeah. more valuable uh to Bravo for these to, to start these newer cities because the paychecks aren't mm-hmm. as high as mm-hmm. that's such someone point. who's around for ten years that you have to pay definitely in the six figures and like who knows who's getting close to a million like Anini leaks and so mm-hmm. on. Think of like any time like recently Ramona has met any housewife who came behind her mm-hmm. and I'm thinking mm-hmm. of I was at. BravoCon, obviously, and I went to the Watch What Happens Live taping, and they did the mm-hmm. full game that it was like housewives confronting housewives from other cities. And I'm thinking of her meeting Giselle, and Giselle now is pulling in more viewers than Ramona is on her show. Like, what are the ratings from Potomac compared to New York? Oh, at yeah, this it's point? better. Yeah. Yeah. And I was supposed to be at that Hamptons event. I'm so upset. Oh my I was God. supposed to be there and I canceled day of because <laughs> I wasn't feeling well. And it was at the thing where, and you know, I would have had some <laughs> watching Ramona absolutely brush off Giselle with every fiber of her being. I know. And also thank you to Lewis Peitzman who gave me his Watch What Happens Live ticket that weekend. So. Okay. Oh, that's so nice of him. <laughs> Shout out Lewis Peitzman, um, who had a great article in uh vulture several weeks ago i forget when it was it could have been yesterday but also could have been like two and a half months ago about erica jane that Mm. is worthy Mm. of people reading was really good listen guys on come through queen on the come through queen patreon you recently did a (laughs) rank (laughs) yeah you recently did a ranking of i mean it's called the come through queen ultimate ranking was it a list of all of the housewives yeah so dan explain explain how we did this yeah because i i kind of cooked up the methodology in my head okay yeah. um okay so what we did was we started months and months ago maybe like eight or nine months ago going city by city in order of the city's release ranking the women who've been on each show um first against each other so Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like it's not who our favorite is. It's like we want to be friends with them. It's more so who's good yeah. for the show, who's iconic, mm-hmm. who's been impactful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously some terrible people have been iconic and impactful. So exactly. yeah, like who's the most valuable? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we went city by city. And then finally, once all the cities were ranked individually, uh, we had to combine the the rankings. And the way we did it was that someone from the top of each list had to be number one. And then we just kind of go down picking from whoever's number one, like eliminating one by one through all 125 women. Oh my God. Yeah. So it kind of became like a game when we were like going through our ranking. Cause we were like, I was like, well, this person from Potomac, I need her to be in the mix before we get to like, so-and-so from New York or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, could someone potentially make the argument? I'm not even saying this is true, even though I actually, mm-hmm. while saying it out loud, 
do believe and would argue to the death that it is that there are certain number ones from franchises who would never make the top 10 and there are other franchises that might have three number ones. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I and mean, that kind of played out. Yeah. Our top 10 does not include a Dallas woman, does not include a Salt Lake Good City woman, does not Good. include DC or Miami. Definitely not. Um, but does have representation from six of the cities, I believe. Yeah. Can we run through yeah, them? Yeah, sure. Because I want to get go, your thoughts. Let's go, let's go, yeah. let's go. Uh, okay, let's start. Should we start with one or start with However ten? Like. ten? Let's yeah. do ten. Okay. Great. Uh, coming in at number ten on the list of the Come Through Queen Ultimate Ranking, which, guys, you can get on the Come Through Queen Patreon. Mm-hmm. Number ten, Sonia Morgan. Yes. So I want to just preface this by saying Ramona is number 11, because that's going to be the obvious question when you hear Sonia mm-hmm. being at number 10, is where is Ramona? Oh, and Ramona's not on the top no. 10. Wow. So what was the deciding factor in Sonia being more valuable than Ramona? I think when we had the New York conversation, we talked about like even though Ramona's been a part of the, the program for so long mm-hmm. and important for the program of, of, for so long, Sonia in some ways in a few ways, is more iconic. I mean, there's just more interesting mm-hmm. things about her, like the townhouse, the J.P. Mm-hmm. Morgan, the mm-hmm. coming in in the middle of season three and kind of feeling like she's always been here. Yeah, which is mm-hmm. never... Yeah, she feels like an OG and she's not an OG. Yeah, so it's very close between the two of them, but I... And, and the Sonya storylines are a little bit more interesting, like the toaster and... I don't know. Just there's a there's a, a bunch of small things that kind of eked Sonia out for me. And for me, it's like Sonia like will get into the mix and be friends with people who well where Ramona will like step away. So mm. even this past season where it was like a bad season, guys. But <laughs> Sonia it was to me arguably the worst season of any franchise of yeah, all time. Yeah, and but Sonia was willing to like get in there, especially with like Ebony, and like go to Philadelphia and like do the matchmaking thing and like mm. all that kind of stuff. And for me, that that ekes her up ahead of Ramona. Definitely. Yeah, I love that. And Ramona's, um, you know, starting to be a fake real estate agent. Yeah, and, and it's like now it's like recording videos yeah. to like endorse like people from Staten Island for like. City controller or whatever. That's so she's doing weird. Today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's a gem. Okay, coming in at number nine. This is this was honestly really surprising to oh, me. No. Karen Huger. Mm. Oh. I just want to know. I just want to <laughs> know. I'm not saying I disagree with yeah. it. I'm just saying I was surprised. Well, Tell me. Can I say when we did our Potomac ranking, we mm-hmm. put Karen and Giselle as a tie because we didn't know like where we would decide and while we're doing the ranking i was saying and because i'm like kind of like a space cadet and like on another (laughs) like on another planet i was like karen and giselle might be our one and two like i was willing to put them one and two i was i was willing yeah and i would stand behind it but i to me karen and giselle are the two best players who ever did the game the fact that they will I know. I saw your face. And my mouth is <laughs> wide open. The fact that they can like fight so hard, but then also like be laughing in the back of that bus together. Like it's, yeah. there's something about them that I'm like, something always brings me back to them to quote Sarah Bareilles. Um, uh, but like, I, I just can't get over them. I love them so much. I think they like, they are the future of this franchise. Yeah. Wow, mm. I I find that 
fascinating. I also have to say that when it comes to casting, this is why it's so helpful to have women who have been frenemies for, mm-hmm. let's say, a decade prior. Yeah. How the you know cookie bake? Like, exactly. I always think about that in my head. They have gotten used to being um, sarcastic and kind of like, uh, you know. G- giving those digs to each other yeah. IRL to such an extent that there is a, a little bit of a, a built-in camaraderie regardless of what they say in the press you and, know and I will say Dan and I like we discussed this on our pod we were very worried going into like the first episodes of Potomac where we mm. I was like scared when when they went to the uh dinner oh, yeah. at Wendy's house and they were prepared to mm. like destroy each other and then mm. I was like heartened when uh karen ended up being on the bravo chat room i was like okay we're they they realize what's going on here that they Mm -hmm. need each other yeah and it looks like according to the reunion trailer karen like they they share some emotional moments and they cry together yeah i think right Mm -hmm. unless that's the edit and like i don't even trust the edit (laughs) at this point but i would love to see them you know, talk more about their bond and like they're regardless of what they're saying or doing to each other, the fact that they do care about each other. Yeah. You know, Karen doesn't want to see Giselle made a fool of, yeah. you know, by whomever she's dating for real or for play. Like, God. I think that's important. And Giselle looks so good at Karen's <laughs> vow renewal. I texted Dan and it was, it went ignored when I was texting about how good, how good Giselle looked. <laughs> Uh, she is one of the most beautiful housewives yeah. of I, all time. I, I like. I'm to... weirdly obsessed with her. I know we can stop talking about her until we get to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please. No, I love that. Um, okay, coming in at number eight, Portia Williams. Yeah, I mean, you know what an icon she is, and I think mm-hmm. she has the best trajectory of like where she started to where she ended. Yeah. Um, very memorable. Very. Uh, I, I feel like she has become like a name that people know, even like mm-hmm. like like a Nini or Bethany or or Teresa. And I'm excited about the new show. And then I, I at first I didn't love the uh, Real Houses of Atlanta, Porsche's Family Matters branding, but then mm-hmm. I I like it because it opens or keeps the door open of her returning. Yep. Yes. That's what we discussed last week. Yeah. I loved it because I was like, we need a future with Portia. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I felt about the trailer, to be mm-hmm. honest, but I just want to keep her on Bravo. So whatever keeps her happy, I'm kind of okay with. Coming in at number seven, Kyle Richards, <laughs> fall, well, preceded by at number six, LVP. Yeah. Well, tell, tell me. I will tell say, me. I think we discussed this, Dan. I think we yeah. said before... We so we've recorded this over months and months and months. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. opinions are always changing. I think we said this might have been our one. Maybe we didn't need LVP this high, and well, we would switch. And keep wow. me honest. Keep me honest. Well, no, I think I think like so. This list is a moment in time of 2021. How we feel right now, and yeah. there's a world where LVP's star is fading and Kyle's is Rising. brightening. And this might be rising, stars rising. (laughs) And and this just might be the point where like they're right next to each other and about to flip positions. But And I think our reasoning is like, I mean, Vanderpump Rules was a moment for however many seasons. Like it was, 
I wrote a Vanity Fair piece where I called it the best show on television <laughs> at one point in 2016. Um, uh, I'm sure I read that piece. Yeah, I did an interview with LVP. But I mean, like, she definitely did something and, like, took her Bravo career to another level that not a lot of yeah. other people have been able to. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I will say, I mean, it's she's not really proving it anymore because, like, what she got going now. Yeah, the dog. The dogs show is not. No one's talking about the dog show. Verna, I, did that come out? It, yeah, yeah. Dead serious on Peacock. I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea that came out. And then the show where she hosted, like Heather Dubrow at her house, came out. Um, I watched every episode. Trixie Mattel was also a part of that. Yeah, no one's um, talking about oh, that. Toasted. What was that called? It was called Tipsy. Uh, overserved. Overserved. Over-served yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Which doesn't. I don't understand it. Okay. Uh, continuing on number, I just, I'm going to do these in pairs now. Yeah. Number five, Bethany Frankel. Mm. Number four, Giselle. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's so I, <laughs> you want to know how hard I fought for Giselle at number four? And that is my proudest. That is my proudest placement. Oh my God, I almost can't disagree. But again, this might be the nap. I don't know. I'm very, uh, I'm very discombobulated. So uh, how does Giselle come out on, t- I mean. Giselle is the future. Bethany's the past. <laughs> okay, well, so Giselle, at least when Giselle compared to Karen, they were tied for their city's ranking. But then in the bigger picture mm-hmm. of like housewives, Giselle... Getting that Bravo chat room slide mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just everyone loves her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Including me. She's so beautiful. She's so beautiful. <laughs> how many times can we talk about how pretty Giselle is? Like, it's actually ridiculous. I know. She's I know. just so pretty, guys. She's no, but it's like so she's the she's the full package. Yeah. And she she's not like she's not leaving Bravo in the dust anytime soon. She's a she she will be with us for a while. I feel. Whereas I I think we talked about this in our um, entire ranking. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm bitter about Bethany leaving us in our moment of need. Mm. I am bitter about the shit that Bethany said about Bravo shitting on it while publicizing her shitty show oh. on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. One of the worst reality TV show contest style shows that I have ever seen. Absolutely or, lazy. Or one of the best. The degree. <laughs> or one the of the worst. best. <laughs> her just being like, um, you like socks? You're fired. I, like, and she just wanders around a rented house complaining I, about how people don't like respect her and how she's better than everyone i gotta say i kind of liked it because have you ever seen a reality show competition with less of a format no just chaos chaos reigns on the <laughs> set <laughs> of that show we don't even because remember the name know the big that shot she it was called the big them shot down. Right. That's like, it's, she, she beat that. She beat production. She was like, I know it all. You don't understand who I am. Mark Burnett. Like I am the queen of unscripted reality TV to the guy who's like literally created literally every good reality Mm -hmm. TV contest in the entirety of reality television. And I will say I watched, I recently rewatched parts of season seven of Roni and I feel like Mm. when that aired, we thought like Bethany was like a fucking genius and looking back it's like it's bad and we need to say Wait, that it's i didn't bad. think she would 
wait a second. When that came out, I was still a recovering Bethany Superstan, and she lost me over the course of season oh, seven, if I'm remembering I, correctly, because she was so mean. Yeah, but I feel like the general public, and yeah. maybe I was part of the general public at that point. Yeah. I'm a reformed oh. general public person. Um, but now, <laughs> now she's, it's like, it's psychotic. Yeah, she was. It was very much like I'm up here, you're down. That was mm-hmm. the energy yeah. I was getting. And but, like, don't make me empathize with Ramona. Mm-hmm. God forbid. But I mean, the reason she's this high in our ranking, which we're talking yeah. about, is that she is iconic, but she's not as iconic as my favorite girl. Oh my god, this is gonna be. Oh my god, guys, <laughs> comment on the post on Instagram about this episode because I am so obsessed with this. Um, okay, and three and two, Tamra Judge oh. coming okay. in at number three, and at number two. So I think the top three are really the most three important in like different ways. Like that's why they're the top three. Yeah, it's but like <laughs> no, but like the I don't I think the top five and the top three are different because like the top three I have like strong things to say about each one. Mm-hmm. Number mm-hmm. three, Tamara is actually the person who invented how to be a Real Housewife. Mm-hmm. She invented it. She I really agree. did. She really did. It's in the book. Really I'm, I'm reading the book. It's yeah. a long book. So well, it's if like, it's in the yeah. book, it's got to <laughs> yeah. be true. I'm just kidding. I, yeah, but, yeah, she really like, did. Yeah, the, the producers in the book say that she invented it, but like we had that thought before it was in print. Um, that's true. Exactly. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's true. Um, it, and, and, you know, like she played the game for so long and it's got, it's got to be hard to play the game for that long and like come up with new t- tricks. And we were all like, get rid of her. Enough is enough. Like, get rid of her. And now here we are, clowns, begging for her return. My biggest regret. And like begging for her return so much that I I feel like there was a a cast list for Ultimate Girls Trip 2 that did not originally include Tamara. And then eventually Mm -hmm. she was added on last minute. She wiggled in. Yeah. I mean, I you're selling it. You're selling her at number three. Number two, Nene Leakes. I mean, Nene Leakes is a person that would that is on number one of many lists deservedly. However, yeah. I think we consider like a lot of different things, including mm-hmm. someone's tenure on the show. And the only reason she's not mm-hmm. number one is that like she just stopped giving a shit for the last like few seasons mm-hmm. and yeah. forgot that we are here together making a TV show. So you can't like shut down when certain people are in the room and leave us with no scenes. But besides that icon, legend, meme, every, like you ask someone who's a real housewife, they're going to say Nene Leakes. Yeah. that's That was our the crux of our conversation, I feel like, was trying to decide between Teresa, sorry to spoil number one, yeah. and Nene. <gasps> and the reason- How dare you with my dramatic build-up? <laughs> but the reason Teresa got it was because- Real Housewives of New Jersey has never existed without Teresa. And they shut down production when Teresa was in prison. It cannot, as we see it now, exist without Teresa, where Atlanta has existed for several seasons without Nini. Mm-hmm. So that I think was our reasoning as far as like putting Teresa number one. I've gotten like I've gotten angry texts from coworkers asking why <laughs> Teresa was number one. And it's it's the tenure. It is like can the show exist? No. Like they did specials about mm. Teresa, like where they were Teresa checks in. Yeah, Teresa checks in, and then, like, it's crazy. So, yeah, that's the reason. I'm just thinking about the fact that the name of that was Teresa. Yeah. <laughs> it has so many meetings. It's so dark. It's yeah. so stupid. It's literally, like, Teresa's going to call her family on occasion from jail. Let's give her five episodes. But, like, yeah, of course you. Of course you would. Yeah. Yeah. Of 
course, this is not favorite housewife. Yeah. This is most valuable housewife. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, in other forms of other jobs, you might face some sort of something, something for going to prison. Yeah. And Teresa, it's an absolute career accomplishment. Yeah. What's, mm-hmm. what's interesting with Teresa, especially compared to Tamara, is like what we are appreciating with Tamara is her calculatedness and her thought in what she brings to this. What's amazing with Teresa is it's truly no thought. It is just a beautiful accident that she landed on our television screen and is whatever it is she is. Oh my God. You just said there's no thought. <laughs> there is no thought. Like, but no, there but is no thought. I will say, I, I will say our list is very, very us, mm. very come through queen, very yeah. Dan and Brendan yeah. in a way that's like truly psycho. You should hear my argument for um, where me like arguing to switch Kenya and Kim Richards at some point in the full <laughs> ranking <laughs> that I came to like 30 minutes after we had already ranked them. Just yeah. like psychotic behavior. Yeah. Yeah. This is also, you know, there's the idea of respect your villains and there's the also there's also the idea that you never know who you're going to love. Mm-hmm. And during season what 3 4 5, no, not 5, 3 4 of Jersey, mm. 3 4 3 4 whatever of Jersey, I could not have despised Teresa mm-hmm. Judice, Judice, Judice more. I hated her. I hated what she did to her family. I thought she was a terrible person. Yeah. The way that she was manipulating her brother and her parents against her brother, that was terrible. And now I think of her and I'm like, oh my God, I love her so yeah. much. Like, sing Dua Lipa more. Like, I, babe, like, I love you. And I think, I think also, like, the Sutton of it all. So we didn't rank Sutton because we started it mm. before Sutton joined as a full-time housewife, which wow. is interesting. No, but I mean, what you're saying, I mean, like, the way people thought of Sutton at the beginning of this mm-hmm season of Beverly Hills mm-hmm. and the way people think of Sutton now it's like everyone's done a full 180 not yeah. to bring it back to Dua Lipa but <laughs> <laughs> I also have to say shout out to you for the Vicky Gumbelson erasure she, she's uh oh, in yeah. she's like she's like 64 no, what no, is no, no. she she's definitely she's like top 20 12 yeah, top 20 she's probably like 13 or something some people would say she should be in the top yada yada I know, but for for me, she never did it. (laughs) Like, no, I think Tamara was the real start of OC. Like, like she made Housewives what it is. Okay, so we actually do have Heather Dubrow at thirteen, and then favorite number, and then Vicky is fifteen. Because I, because Heather Dubrow, we look back fondly on the Heather Dubrow years, and they she changed the game of OC. She the fact that she's coming back. Hello, yeah. Deserves to be higher than Vicky. I cannot believe you put Heather ahead of Vicky, but I love it. <laughs> I I don't think I'm that brave. We're all about like making moves. I'm that brave, but I love that you are making moves. Speaking of making moves, so guys, you need to check out the Come Through Queen oh, Patreon to hear you. many many months of content relating yes, to this psychotic list. content. Knows I want to hear. <laughs> I, my favorite hello and welcome to Annie's Girls. <laughs> I do want to transition a little bit to the franchises that are currently on air, some of whom <laughs> we've discussed. Sure. I mean, Giselle is your number one. What were your thoughts on the Potomac finale and your hopes for the reunion based on the trailer and, you know, just a dream? Well, Giselle looked gorgeous. <laughs> <walking>. <laughs> Needless to say, or necessary to say in Brendan's case. 
I mean, like, I've I've mostly identified as like a gay man since I was like nineteen. But like Giselle, like on like I honestly like am are so you sexually enamored. attracted to Giselle? I'm so enamored by her, like in a way, like. I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> I don't know where you were going with that. <laughs> like, I love this, though. I love that you love her. I love from in whatever way. I love her, like, everything about her. Her relationship with her kids is so fun. It's the best part of the show. I love everything about Giselle. I, I like, never stop thinking about her. Um, I just want happiness for her. I feel like she could find like a really good mm. man. Mm. And I feel like she walked into that wedding and she looked like she did season one. Like she, she has like a look that like works for her and I love her. Mm. Yeah. You're the only person in history who's ever said that Giselle has a look that works for her. And again, I love this. No, but- I absolutely love it. And that's what's so humbling about Giselle is that you can never feel like jealous of how be- beautiful she is or hold it against her because her style mm. is what it is. It's I know, but, but like the style at the wedding, she that's the style she needs to go for. Okay. You know? Into it. Dan, what were your thoughts on the finale, this beautiful uh, renewal on a staircase? You know, the finale, I well, the wedding itself, I think think could have used a different direction uh the climbing up and down the steps didn't make a lot of sense Mm -hmm. to me there was not a lot of thought put into that you know there was a lot of beautiful decorations but then parts of it felt bare like if like a certain angle of the camera you'd be like i'm am i in an empty room right now yeah Uh, um in terms of just the finale overall i kind of think we just need to get to the reunion at this point, which is usually my feelings mm-hmm. on a finale, unless a finale ends in an explosive way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Michael v. Chris of it yeah. all is one of those things that it's just never going to get resolved because Michael Darby's enjoying it too much. Like, yeah. What do you? Th- what is the goal at this point, do you think, from the perspective of Michael or Chris or Ashley and Kim? It was interesting because Chris seemed like he was angry, but also that he wanted to resolve it. And then Candace kind of ruined the chance of resolving it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I just don't get why we are like spending time with these men. Not Chris. Chris has been around all season, but Michael and Juan who have not really been in the group setting this entire season. So like, why is the Mm -hmm. finale focused on the two of their like issues from the last season's Mm -hmm. finale? Yeah, that's a really good point, especially, you know, that's a conversation that I got into with Roxanne Gay on AG when she had a feeling about the house husbands on New Jersey and was like, this isn't their show. Like, why are we focused so much on the spouses when this is really a show about women? And from that perspective, I mean, I could understand that there is also the idea that Michael hasn't been around because he hasn't wanted to, a.k.a. Ashley hasn't wanted him to mm-hmm. be a part of this. So maybe they felt like while he's here, we're going to get as much of this as we can. But yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I don't I don't know quite how to react. To I it. kind of even like like going on Roxanne's like perspective. It's like even weirder in Potomac to like focus on the men because in at least in jersey like you get a lot of like scenes with just the men but in potomac literally we're like dealing with men who haven't been around all season mm. uh with one and uh with one and uh michael so it's like it's so weird i don't get it 
it is also like a little bit of a reversal because you look at Michael Darby, who has no interest in being any kind of like emotionally mature or doing anything even in support of his wife to Mm -hmm. make things easier. Mm -hmm. He just always wants to make it worse. And you look at Candace, who gets angry at her husband for essentially saying, let's just move forward because there's nothing good that comes from just being stuck in this place of despising someone. And then you look at Chris and Ashley who seem to have the same perspective of like, let's just move on from this. Mm -hmm. And it is kind of interesting to watch the similarities and differences in how these couples Mm -hmm. are reacting to each other because it's not comparable on the sides of the husbands and the wives, you know? Yeah. Ooh, Karen was so messy putting them at the same table when there were two different housewives tables. <laughs> I, how many people were there? Were there 10 people there or 70? I couldn't I don't know. figure the, it out. The fact that Bershawn got the invite, though, it's like she wasn't even getting an invite to most of the Roni events this year. The cast that she was actually on. And she was, how do they know each other? Do we know? I think that sometimes a friend of or like a guest like comes on (laughs) and then like makes the rounds. Mm. And like, Mm. so like we went to the, we went to the Ronge baseball game at the Brooklyn Cyclone Stadium and they were filming for Real Houses in New Jersey, which will air. And Bershawn was there. And also like Meredith Marks was there. Mm -hmm. Mary and it Marks was like is maybe a New York City resident. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and for her to be like that far into Brooklyn, it's also like what tough. Yeah. Um, but it was it was very interesting. But I think like certain housewives invite certain people to different things, and it becomes a thing. Mm-hmm. I am very into Meredith Marks. Literally being ev- like Meredith Marks is literally everywhere all the time, as long as it is outside of Utah state yeah. lines. I know. And I. I'm fascinated by it. It's interesting to the to see the ways that people kind of react to the housewives of it all, but also she's running a significant business. So mm-hmm. it makes sense from like a jewelry celebrity jewelry perspective, like be everywhere, get all that sure. PR, like do it. And Brooks is there too. And then also like, I love Chloe mm. being in the mix now. <laughs> Chloe's won two scenes mm-hmm. this week. And how do we feel about those dynamics on SLC? <laughs> I will say I did love the scene between the mothers and daughters. So like when uh, Meredith and Heather had their daughter's lunch with the falafel waffle. Mm. With the falafel waffle. Did we ever get a review of that falafel waffle, no. by no. the way? Wow. Yeah. I don't, the Heather wow. stuff, like he- Heather scenes are really boring me this season. I'm sorry to say. I like when Jen came over and they were doing the antics with like dildos in their head or whatever. Mm. I, I was almost taking a nap during that part. Okay. But w- maybe that's what caused me to nod yeah. off. But maybe that's what it But was. the Lisa scenes invigorate me. Okay. So do you think that the Cameron stuff was planned oh, to oh, make sure to have course. a former of member of Mary's church who is like maybe a pastor or preacher or something. Who, I could Catholic-y. see the, I could see the scene blocking happening with like them bringing Lisa away yes. with the photographer. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It was like, it was like rehearsed. Which I'm, I'm not sure if you saw, but that man has passed away since filming this. I know. I was looking at this is how this is how depressing I am. I was like looking up his obit because I was trying to figure out what happened. He was thirty three years old. Thirty three. Thirty. 
Yeah. 30, I think so. I read a couple of them. I think he was 30. And he said he met, mentioned on, and he was incredibly accomplished and was like chairs of all of these boards yeah. and like very much interested in supporting the community. I think and, he works like at Equality Utah or like he does work with Equality Utah, like the LGBTQ stuff. I think he was stuff. on the board of something. Yeah. For, uh, yeah, because they acknowledged his past. It's very tragic. I don't know what the circumstances were but it is also an odd thing to see someone who's going to play a major role in this to know that he's very terribly and seemingly suddenly passed away and also like i know that mary is a woman of god or whatever but i am terrified of what she's going to say about so i uh i follow this one guy on twitter uh who seems to like be close with a few of the salt lake ladies in particularly in particular uh heather gay and he responded okay. to a tweet about the passing saying, complications after brain surgery, so sad. <gasps> oh, um, my God. Brain surgery. Yeah. So not confirmed, but like I, I, he hangs out with Heather. So I would think he's not just making things up, but who knows? Yeah, and that's so specific. And as we all know with the internet, if someone's specific, they must be totally you know, <laughs> must be right. But like I as we all know I with the think internet. <laughs> as we all know. Um I yeah, I, that's just so it's just so unfortunate because it's like God forbid anybody on Team Mary pushes back. It's like, okay, cool, but yeah. like he's also no longer with us, so let's mm-hmm. attempt to be respectful, she says, about the Bravo community. Yeah, at large. I don't know if you saw um what's her face? Whitney on Watch Robins Live, but it appears that we are not done with filming with him because she and him have a scene together. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. I think I saw a preview of that in some way. I haven't mm. seen that, uh, watch what happens episode, but I want to, but there's some sort of preview of him like sitting down. I forget okay. who he's with, but I think it's like diving oh, deeper yeah. into the Mary factor. Yeah, yeah. What do you think changed in Lisa's strategy or perspective that would lead her to, want to go down this path knowing it could be you know a difficult journey you mean just bringing up the stuff with mary yeah i i don't know her motivations but she's so different from season one where in season one she was almost friend of behavior in terms of not Mm. super involved in anything and this season she's so involved in everything like hyper producing stuff which i don't really mind uh, but yeah, she's definitely serving producer. Yes. Also, there was an extra Angie. Did you notice there was a brunette yeah. Angie, mm. which is a very mm-hmm. confusing thing if we're doing friend of. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, was that the same woman from the photo shoot? And then I was thinking too much about this second Angie <laughs> who I felt like we were supposed to know because we saw that her name was Angie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of lost my place in the shuffle. Yeah. Um, who do you think is the most valuable Salt Lake housewife? Not favorite, but valuable. So we did rank Heather higher originally just because of mm. the way she... We based it on season one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, was... yeah. But now, for you guys. I feel like now. Lisa would probably eke her out. I want to see how the rest of the season yeah. plays out. But she... I mean, mm-hmm. we know that she cast the show, number one. And now that she's taking a more active role in putting on a show, I think that adds value. <laughs> I really like... a way of putting it. I don't know. I... Something in me like says Meredith could be up there too. <laughs> Am I being psycho? No, I think <laughs> Meredith honestly has the hearts of so many yeah, she does. devotees. And the way that she is just going to 
engage, mm. for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. <laughs> with the Jen Shaw of it all, just in the sense of being like, I am not to blame for your numerous felonies yeah. mm-hmm. is going to be fascinating. Yeah, I'm looking forward to well, that. Yeah. They said that the like one of the best Housewives episodes is to come. Andy said that. And we heard, Dan and I heard that it involves Meredith. Yeah. So, I mean, next week we see the van. I assume they'll do Fade yes. to Black at the end of at the end of this coming mm-hmm. Salt Lake Fade to Black. The week after that, so in two episodes, Andy says that's one of the best Housewives episodes of all time. I think that is going to be the full mm explosion of the police and fbi and where's jen and are we still going to veil and i don't know where meredith fits into that Mm -hmm. but do you think she had i I, this is like this this is like the sad angry cousin of the did erica know but like is there any world in which meredith somehow had a contact who told her this was coming and that's why she wasn't on the van I don't know. I feel like anything with Meredith to come that will be, like, explosive. It's just her, like, trying to suss out her friendship with Jen, Mm. in a way. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It feels insane to think that she might have no... I don't know how she could have. I don't know what contact she would have had. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I mean, like Coach Shaw was given a heads up. That's how Jen was able to get away. Skadoodle in the way that she was. So I guess there are sources everywhere. I mean, Lord knows he was is and was an attorney, so it would make sense that he has um people in Salt Lake who would want to give him a heads up when it comes to impending legal concerns. I I mean ultimately um, someone had to inform the authorities as to where she would be. Because because this isn't Jen Shaw's like office or home. Right. So I'm curious it could be like someone on production. It could be a family member. It could be a friend. Mm -hmm. There's just so many possibilities. But obviously, Meredith Marks is a possibility, but it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me that it would be her. Yeah. Right? It doesn't make any sense to me. And I also am like, I don't want to be seem like I'm any close to being near the bucket of like, Meredith did something because yeah. I don't think that she did. And if she did, which I don't believe, it has nothing to do with like what Jen did, which is the actual yeah. crux here. I think, I, I think whatever someone did would be merely revealing her location at a time because they've been investigating and prosecuting other co-conspirators and creators of this scheme. Mm -hmm. So it's not like Meredith Marks like stomped over to FBI headquarters and said like, here you go guys. (laughs) She stomped, she stomped over. She stomped with Brooks and Joe. Wearing Meredith Marks, wearing a tracksuit. Wait, I have a question. Tell me. What are you feeling about Jenny and her husband? Um, I'm hoping it's an act for the show i'm hoping in some way that that she's doing this for story i just don't know that i believe that and i think it's super depressing mm-hmm. regardless like i yeah, would either way. for the sake that <clears throat> it wasn't real but then why are we talking about like is there nothing else to have tension over and it just feels really gross like agreed 
I don't know. I, this is a terrible comparison, and I truly don't believe it as I say it out loud. Mm-hmm. But there's something about Juan pushing Robin to have a baby when she's told him repeatedly that that is not something she wants to do. And he mm-hmm. seems to really continue to impress upon her his desire for it to happen, which means that she should feel the same. And it's not in any way comparable, but there is an element here with Jenny's husband where it's like, why aren't you, why does your wife's perspective not matter, especially when it comes to the danger of uh, carrying a baby Mm -hmm. physically, like based on her, but even regardless of that, if they did surrogacy or adoption, she doesn't want to do this. Why doesn't that matter? That she really doesn't want to do it. With Juan and Robin, it feels like two people who are having a natural conversation with perhaps differing viewpoints. Whereas yes, the Jenny and Dewey thing either. It's just so psychotic if it's real or also mm-hmm. so psychotic that you would choose this to be your storyline if it's not real, that either way it's not working for me <laughs> to be right. on like this program. Jenny, Jenny is like talking and detailing her like experience with birth in a way that's like so much more intense than what Robin and Juan are talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah, I also like, I don't know, being a woman of a certain age, spiritually in my mid-20s, I was looking at this Instagram for this content creator who I really enjoy, who does like wellness stuff and discusses parenting and um, Rachel Mansfield on Instagram. And I just honestly really enjoy Mm her. Uh, She just seems like a really positive force. And um, she has talked about her experiences and difficulty with fertility and shared her birth stories, both of which I've read, I found really interesting. And she's also, people have asked her a couple times in Instagram things like, um, what should I do if my partner is interested in, you know, adding to the family and I am not blah, blah, blah. And she has said something along the lines of like, I, and this changes for everybody. Everybody has, this is just her opinion, but her opinion was like, I do believe that at a certain point, you know, if you want to have kids and mm-hmm. if you don't want to have kids, you shouldn't have mm-hmm. them. And I thought that was really solid counsel. And there's the idea that you can change your mind. You can say, I don't yeah. want to have kids. And then totally. you meet someone or you meet a new part of yourself and say, I want to take this journey in a way that I didn't before. But I do think that, There is also a guttural idea that some people really do know that they want to have kids and some people really do know that they don't and either perspective is okay. Mm -hmm. But when you're in a partnership, I don't know how that works when it comes to adding to your family if you already have children. Yeah. Because there's, I I don't know, I don't, it. If you're in a, if you have, if you're fortunate enough to have a partner, to have a spouse, and you guys are at diametrically opposing fields, it doesn't feel like the middle ground is like adding in another yeah. wife. I mean, with I think what you just said made me think of the fact that if there is a spectrum of I do not want to have a child and I do want to have a child, yeah, Jenny would be all the way at the end of I do not want to have a child. Robin is probably right. somewhere in the middle Juan is probably somewhere yeah. in the middle and then Dewey's mm-hmm. on the other side of like I must have a child or I'm going to explode yeah I feel like Juan's stuff has a lot to do with the fact that he wasn't 
as present physically yeah. because he was in right. the NBA yeah. traveling and he felt like I wasn't that present parent when I was younger and I want to do I want to be able to start over mm. now which that's his own yeah. opinion it's his perspective and Dewey's is like you I must yeah. have this like I'm not saying you owe it to me but I am saying that you owe yeah. it to me mm-hmm. or that the situation dictates that because we had this terrible tragedy, I that hole can only be filled by another child. And mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. Trauma doesn't work that way. I just don't think it does. Well, espe- That's not how you especially, feel. Especially, it would be one thing if that incident was the final uh, attempt at children. Mm-hmm. But I, I believe they said that it, they had the first oldest kid that is the same age as Lisa's old, older kid. Then the stillbirth mm-hmm. was right after that. And then they subsequently the had middle. two more children. So I like to me, it's like what when I can't just keep having kids forever to make you feel better about that bad incident. Right. You know, just timeline wise. And for someone who has undergone so many lost pregnancies, so many miscarriages, that is so traumatic. And it doesn't mean that he didn't feel a certain way during it. But I just think also, like, listen to your fucking life, guy. Like, yeah, he comes across bad. He comes across bad. And there's an element of it where I'm like, I don't know that it's real. And I don't know if that's based on my hope for her or what, because it just does. It feels like disney villain a little Mm -hmm. bit yeah well it's always when they when they film something is one thing but then to go back and do a confessional reiterating your craziness is a whole nother level yeah psycho i don't know i i i'm not a parent i really i'm on the i'm very very close to this the spectrum of like i really don't Mm -hmm. want kids and a lot of that is related to trauma that i've experienced where i'm Mm -hmm. like I have no interest in in any way thinking about bringing another person to this world and knowing what can Mm -hmm. happen. And God bless anyone who wants to be a parent. I love that. I love kids. I was I'm a retired nanny. I was a live in nanny for several years. Nanny for other families in New York. I love, love, love kids. But I need the I just podcast about you being one. a live in nanny, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, I and I live in nanny who politely declined signing NDAs, oh. but I signed one in my soul. Yeah, I did. But I signed one in my soul. So like ethically, I would yeah. never I would never share any any information because it's not my it, that, this is the whole thing. At the end of the day, I've always yeah. felt like. And also like daughter of an attorney, but like I've always felt like that that's not my information sure. to share. Like regardless of me, and also I can still be held liable, certainly. But um mm-hmm. I just have that's it's not even actually related to that, although there is a certain kind of experience of like being a live-in nanny mm-hmm. where you know, the things that you have access to. Um, but just the idea that like I'm I'm very extremely comfortable knowing that that is probably not Mm -hmm. for me like I am so comfortable with that and then Mm -hmm. I look at someone like Jenny who is a loving parent who loves to be a mom and Dewey apparently loves to be a dad and they have science Saturdays and everything else and I'm like I I don't know they they have gone through something horrifying something horrific and I just wonder how much of him wanting another child is because you know, as she says, she was 
under incredible drugs at that point, anesthesia, whatever else, and did not see what he saw. And I think he is carrying with him an enormous trauma from that. And I just think his way to say this is not how my story is ending here is to fill that with a child. It's just, oh, I, I don't see, think that's I how it's going to go. Oh, I get what you mean. It's like he 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 like felt bad after the last situation they were in so he wants to make good by having another child is what you're saying yeah i mean i think he feels like we were regardless of how many and i don't know the order Mm -hmm. of things happening and it's also much very complicated by the fact that she had so many miscarriages Mm -hmm. um so it's just compounding trauma on top of trauma and grief rather maybe is the mm-hmm. better word to use. But I do think if he was pre- present and saw all these things, saw the doctors in the room and the medical personnel saw how uh, terribly sad and upsetting this was to go through it in the moment that he is probably thinking regardless of the birth order, yeah. regardless of what happened in what order, there should be another child here and I cannot let go of that. And I think that has a lot to do with the, the trauma and the grief related to that experience. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think that, I don't know that having another child is going to give him what he's looking for that he couldn't find in other ways. Right. I don't know. What do you think of Jenny uh, slightly switching gears as a housewife? I feel like she's being overshadowed by this storyline in a lot of ways. And like, it's Mm -hmm. like, it's a little too, it's like pretty dark. And Mm. I feel like we're not really getting to see her enough with the other girlies, which I would love to Mm -hmm. see. Yeah. I bet you it was between Jenny and Angie in terms of who's actually holding Mm -hmm. a snowflake. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I think a lot of times the reason why we get so much family storyline with new women is because they're filling in the blanks for when they could have right. potentially a been a point. friend of. Mm-hmm. That's such a yeah. good point. Um, and I wonder, I mean, do we know why Angie wasn't? It feels like she would have been such a good Because Lisa kid, said so, baby. And what Lisa yeah, says goes. <laughs> Lisa said, no. No, bitch. no love. <laughs> um, I do want to shift. We're just shifting gears all over the place. I'm very into this. Uh, let's talk about BH. Part three. Do you feel like your questions, any questions that you wanted asked of Erica or anyone else, do you feel like they're being answered? I think the thing I'm most excited for is what was teased in the trailer and we're getting next week, her actually getting caught in something she's not supposed to be saying. Mm -hmm. Because that's what's interesting is when something happens at the reunion that is like off script with her, when Andy asks her, well, did you what did you say to Tom? Like, did you, I don't remember the exact question. It's like, what did you say to Tom yeah, about yeah, yeah. how you felt a, or what he did? And then she starts to answer it. But then that reveals the fact that she's been speaking to Tom after the divorce, which she said mm-hmm. she had not been. So mm-hmm. that I, I'm curious to see how that plays out. The fact that they're filming now while the reunion's still airing is also kind of ruining it for me in terms of like, Oh, we know that Erica mm. is playing with them all once again, like Garcelle and Erica at the gym like lifting weights. Yeah, but that doesn't bug me. Okay. I'm 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 really interested in uh my favorite part about that part of the reunion was the sudden crystal like we're friends mm. moment. 
and like that being resolved in a way that was like i don't know i just i just like them as friends sure yeah definitely um and i and i hate what crystal went through like mm. from the fucking fans so if any of you listening to andy's girls sent crystal hate no they would I never would racist <laughs> I mean, and people passionately, 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 passionately dislike Crystal. And I wonder how much of that is related to disliking Crystal versus thinking you're doing so as a support to Sutton, who very explicitly said on the last part, Mm -hmm. if I if my behavior in any way helped with the racist attacks that you have been receiving, I am sorry. Mm -hmm. Like I really, as an outsider to all of this, obviously really appreciated that she said that because I do think that there's a way that people think they can behave monstrously online because they're doing so as a support to whomever. And you're not, you're just acting like a beast. You're being a loser. You're being a loser. You're being a loser. When you DM these people and say they should kill themselves or die or that they're ugly and you make attacks about their physical appearance or you try to drag their relationships or whatever, it's, disgusting Mm -hmm. like you're not i sometimes i wish honestly that bravo came with a learner's (laughs) permit i do because it's like you're not this is that's not if that is the enjoyment that you're getting from this like people have the right to do and say whatever they want about housewives i just think the 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 relishing and the cruelty is in incredibly poor taste not like that matters but i do kind of think it does it's just so weird like go talk to your friend about how you hate someone exactly. like why are you yeah. telling the exactly. person weirdo like text text, <laughs> text someone, a friend fucking freak i think that it <laughs> fucking freak oh lord oh, i think that a part of it also has to do with the fact that because housewives is a show built around women saying how mm. they feel and sometimes being celebrated okay. and praised for mm-hmm. saying negative yeah. things that people think that they are allowed permission to do so irl and yet there is also the idea, some housewife posted this the, uh, recently, I forget who it was and what it was in relation to, but it was like the idea of like, you don't, you like normalize not telling someone when you disagree mm. with them. Like you don't always need to communicate, especially when your attempt is to make someone feel bad or God forbid harm them. Like talk to your friends, listen to pods, watch the show, mm-hmm. write a book. <laughs> like there are a variety of ways that you can discuss that does not involve actively trying to make someone feel bad. And you don't always need to disagree. I can feel a certain way about a certain housewife. You can feel a polar opposite way about that person. We can talk about it. My goal is n- likely not aiming to convince you that i'm right it's just to fucking talk Mm -hmm. like what the fuck i don't know i don't know yeah like for me as a viewer of these shows it's like it's good to watch but i don't need to like tweet at any of them or be in the mix with any of them really i don't want communication with any of them i maybe like i probably sent like weird tweets about like Jill Zarin in 2009, <laughs> but I probably regret those. <laughs> oh, what was was Jill Zarin 2009 season three? 
No, that would be season two, 2009. Season three was 2010. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure I, I exhibited that behavior like 10 years ago, but I'm over it. Mm. We've moved on. Wait, can we circle back though? What was it in season two that you really were up in arms? Over? I I don't think I was even like I I just like probably like said like oh I agree with like whomever or something. Yeah. I have no idea. I think you know. I think you're <laughs> no, I actually I actually don't know. I do know my biggest block. My biggest block that I do know the answer of why I got blocked is that um, with uh, what's her name? Who is the Scientologist who Kirstie Alley used to do? What? Kirstie Alley, mm -hmm. when Leah Remini started exposing mm -hmm. Scientology, I said, my fav <laughs> I tweeted, my favorite Star War was the one between oh, no. Kirstie Alley and Leah Remini because it was like, Wow, so good dumb. one, Brenda. Not, not even like a joke. Oh my God. I can't believe I like read that. <laughs> Oh my god! Me, and me, just me thinking I'm Joan. You? Me thinking I'm Joan Rivers, but yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, she blocked me. My, god. well, I feel like that's probably as positive an interaction you can get with someone before yeah. you're blocked. Yeah. It's just silence and an immediate block. That's yeah. probably a benefit to both of you, <laughs> and to that extent. Um, but when it comes to you know, the crystal and sun of it all, I think some a lot of people can just agree to disagree. This person is not my favorite and here's why. This person is not my favorite and here's why. Or I understand this person's navigational process and here's why. And, and that is these that two is people. These two people have made up fully and like right. been good on it. So like, let's move on, freaks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is also just honestly lovely to see crystal and sutton posting from like mm. a dodgers yeah. game together i know to i love baseball how, <laughs> to see how far <laughs> to see how far they've gone like it's a <laughs> home run for the yeah. viewers oh but God. it kind of is <laughs> shut up <laughs> take us out to the home team or whatever <laughs> take us out to the crowd <laughs> Um, is, did you have any other reactions to the, to the rumor, to the rumors, not, not necessarily the rumors of Erica's return, which we know, uh, have been proven fact, but to the ways that Erica responded, whether it was to Crystal in the, I'm not mad enough for you, or in her refusal uh. to understand how the majority feels about her lack of, um, empathy toward the victims. I mean, I'm just, I, I guess what I'm curious about is that they've expressed these thoughts and now like we're going to be holding hands, like skipping and doing jumping rope together. Like, I don't understand. I know. <laughs> they're doing, they're going to be doing double dodge. They're going to be doing double dodge. <laughs> like, <laughs> how do you, how, how does Crystal express that and then want to hang out with you, with her, <laughs> you know? But it's not even it's not only Crystal. It's oh yeah, everyone, everyone, everyone's of like, course. The only no, the only one that on the double dutch. Well, field. the only one that's not like expressing negative feelings towards Erica's behavior is Lisa Renna, of course. Who Oh yeah. Like would be playing patty cake with Erica till like she's carted away forever. So I know. I don't know. And then are we gonna get are we are we gonna get Jennifer Tilly in the Please. mix? Please is my question. <laughs> Were there discussions that that was going to mm -hmm. happen? Well, she's just like Sutton's best friend. So like, hello, also Chucky. 
I do have to say I'm super, super behind on Watch What Happens, but I did watch the Jennifer Tilly episode, I think, in full. And Andy looks so – she was so good and would not – I mean – talk about not letting the mouse go she was she gave her very honest response to absolutely mm-hmm. everything in a way that i think andy quickly found oh, exhausting yeah. and it was just fantastic television the kind I of guests that i like to be honest <laughs> like cha- chaos yes. chaos it was so chaotic and we don't necessarily get that often because no. people are relatively yeah. on guard or they have their quips prepared and it was a breath of fresh air i think it would be too much to have her on uh yeah. but i do appreciate her social media best friendship i think that's great mm-hmm. yeah i mean god what else is there to say i feel like there's so much to say about beverly hills there's just never gonna be enough time I know. um it's wild that we have another yeah. part tell me Dan. no tell i me. think what I'm, I'm looking forward to is to see if there is an actual um like update to the situation to see that it will now play out in real time once again, like the first go around. Cause there's kind of been not a lot going on with Tom and Erica for months and months. Mm-hmm. So, so you're saying like, we might have like a boring season if there's not like any legal updates. I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know that that would, um, make a boring season happen i think it would be settling into the discomfort of a purgatory-esque state of like true this isn't necessarily going to be resolved anytime soon so what do we do with ourselves in the meantime and where does erica put her righteous anger seeming to her righteous Mm -hmm. anger yeah Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't know that it's going to be settled. Allegedly, the bankruptcy estate wants to settle with her and she wants to settle with them. But I don't know what that will take. And I don't know if she is even interested in owning up to updates that come in real time because she is very comfortable saying alleged well past the point of mm-hmm. alleged being the appropriate term. Yeah. So a huge update could come and she would say much like the L.A. Times piece, it's one sided. Yeah. So. Right. Who knows if updates really even matter? To well, her. I mean, there, there's there's between her and Tom. There's Tom and the people mm-hmm. suing him. I, mm-hmm. I, unfortunate to say, but also Tom is just not doing well. It seems from what we've seen of him. So like his own personal mm-hmm. health updates. So there's just a lot that a could point. happen in the next few months that I'm curious to see how that uh, plays out with everyone else. Who would you rank as the most valuable um, housewife currently on BH as of right now? Ooh. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone is kind of... Do you have no idea? This is strange going, like, ending the season and saying, let's keep everyone, because that wasn't really the the vibe on Beverly Hills Mm -hmm. for a long time, but I kind of do want to keep everyone. No, but... okay. My heart goes to Sutton mm. as most valuable. <laughs> I mean, like, if you're, if she really ran the season as far as like being willing to call Erica out yeah. or like be the punching bag the entire season, I think that's valuable. Yeah, I think there's value in going against the alliance. And we have the alliance yeah. of Dorit, Rena, Erica, and Kyle. And someone was able to stand up to it. 
Yeah, I think that Erica is incredibly, obviously incredibly important to the franchise right now and to the storylines of it all. And I think Sutton is so fucking valuable. It's like not even I think it's like a close one, too, because I think they have to work Mm -hmm. in tandem. I think that like one is important because of the the tension with the other. It just it works regardless of how much erica is upset about that like it's just that's just the reality and and hopefully erica realizes that Mm. i don't i think it will be interesting to watch her refuse to acknowledge the fact that sutton is very Mm. important yeah and that regardless of the alliance of the fox force whatever sutton is very important and how do you put that because you can call her a small town girl (laughs) but you know what in the eyes of housewives she's fucking big ass city you know at the end of the day she's dorinda important Mm. dot gif (laughs) (laughs) important uh can i just tell you i think this episode was I loved it. Uh, uh, oh God, the, the most cringe episode of any. The most one of the most yeah. cringe moments. Bridie is on our list very of very valuable. important people when it comes to. She's at least number twelve. Um, guys, this episode felt very important. I love you both so much. I love talking housewives with you. I could do it for hours and hours, but I want to be respectful of your time so I can have you back tomorrow. This episode um, felt unhinged, uh, but in a good way. <laughs> as soon as we had just. Zell at four it just went off the tracks. <laughs> me me reminding people that Giselle is very beautiful. Yeah. At every yeah. corner. <laughs> I need to bring back drinking games to AG. It used to be back in the day uh, Damien and I would have a cocktail at the beginning of the episode and Oh my god, Damien was a king. Uh, oh yeah. So good at the live show, Lo- by the way. Loved him there. Yeah. Yes. He yeah. was great. He was amazing. Yeah. He was amazing. But I think the drinking game phrase for this episode is Giselle mm-hmm. is very beautiful. <laughs> why. I think that's what that expression would be. Um, guys, speaking of the live episode of Andy Scrolls, you can listen to it. 90 minutes of rollicking laughs and so much delight exclusively on the AG Patreon. And I think Patreon- Dan makes an appearance during it. Mm-hmm. Dan does make an appearance during it. Dan asked a question during the question and answer and was an absolute mensch, and oh, I loved every him. moment of it. And I believe I started screaming through Queen when I saw <laughs> So I, I loved that. There are actually several um, content creators who ask questions. Um, uh, uh, Dylan Hafer with Bravo by Betches. Um, Work. Veronica Kelly Dodd's stepdaughter was in was <gasps> made an appearance and asked a question during the Q and A. Oh my god! Yeah, I didn't want to introduce her as Kelly daughter's Kelly Dodd's stepdaughter because I think we could have veered left a little bit. But um, uh, a lot of people from the Bravo world attended, including both of you, of which I'm incredibly appreciative. And if you guys want to listen to that special episode, available exclusively on the Andy Scrolls Patreon, where there is also an additional two hours of content that went up this week including a satchel spectacular getting ag's thoughts and feels questions and concerns about all things housewifery and um a sit down on the people's people's couch the premium tier with um og of the ag nicole and andy scrolls listener (gasps) where we had a very deep dive we talked about i mean we mentioned it all it was a fascinating journey 
We mentioned it all. Um, and also, guys, doing a Zoom kiki for Sass Giving with OGs <laughs> of the AG level on Patreon. So <laughs> sign up and tell me when you're available because I posted a poll. Um, gentlemen, tell me where can people listen to Come Through Queen? What is your elevator pitch of the heart and soul of Come Through Queen in addition to saying how gorge Giselle Bryant Absolutely. <laughs> is. Well, okay. You can listen at comethroughqueen.com, of course. Uh, links to like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, links to social, etc. Brendan, what is the elevator pitch? Um, we are unwell people <laughs> talking about housewives. <laughs> And no, I mean, like, if you if you heard our ranking, you know how we think. Yeah. And we have broken brains. Yeah. Also famously, uh, Heather Dubrow oh, fan podcast. So, yes, Heather Dubrow stand yes. podcast is what people yes, call yes, us. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I love that. And tell me where people can join the um, Patreon so they can listen to the full It's, it's all at It's all at comethroughqueen.com. Yeah. Oh, okay. Look yeah. at you, fancy, yeah. with your website that just gives people everything. Every, we're we're oh going to give God. the gays everything they're looking for, as Erica Jane would say. <laughs> oh, and I love – do you know that comes up as a GIF on um, – insta stories and i've never once used it uh, <laughs> i feel weird it's like a weird drawing yeah. of erica and i'm like i don't know how i feel about this but i know that i love That's you okay. both. do you want to sh- i right do you want to share your social media hand? is everything it comes yeah everything's that come yeah. through yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, guys, take a little journey uh, yeah. there and take a little time to enjoy the view. <laughs> I love that. And that's the best way to end this wow. week's episode. Aside from saying follow me on Instagram, because I don't oh I do have SarahGalley.com. You guys should go there and tell me Just what it's like. Follow <laughs> Dame Galley, wherever she is. Dame Galley, follow me on Instagram at Dame Galley. And guys, hope you are all staying safe, staying sane, getting vaccinated if you can. Voting if you're Tomorrow. in the New York area or wherever Virginia's else also voting important. happens. Virginia is important. Just do the opposite of whatever Ramona recommends and we'll be fine. <laughs> um, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.